Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. And grace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. What a weekend full of blowouts and heartbreaks for some. So, where one may be at an all-time high, the other is in complete shambles. Find out who on this week's sped-up edition of Weekly drive Through by sitting back and enjoying the show. Jalen, we are back. Quicker episode here tonight, but it is Tuesday. We've got our week three recap, as always. Um, I know it's some rough times for you out there, um, so we'll try not to be too, go too hard on you. How you how you do? Holding up, man. Vikings football, fantasy football, <laughs> to. Denver football and in general, Colorado football in general. I mean, the only thing I have looking forward to is a team that I can't even really say on air, or else I might end up cursing them. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been bleak, but uh, <laughs> you know, we also got the Elks baseball. So, you know, just trying to find the light down the tunnel. It looks like now for my football season. Uh, I kind of almost got my almost caught. I caught myself, Colby. I was about to pull a U and start automatically investing in the NBA season. <laughs> but uh, I think it's too there. soon to be pulling that trigger. Even though I have already gotten my fantasy basketball invite. Oh, wow. Okay. Be, yeah, I know. Really early. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to say. it's uh, yeah. Besides that, we're just going to try and get there week by week, Colby. We're getting there week by week. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it was still a pretty eventful week. Some weird games, some good games, some blowouts. Um, and obviously Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> so yeah. we'll just kind of go down the list here. Like I said, talk more about the games that are more interesting. Some of these, I mean, some of these were just hideous. Um, so I'm just going to go down the line as I see them. I thought this was going to be one of the best games of the day. It kind of disappointed going back with the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, Detroit 20, Atlanta 6. I sent a very poorly timed message to you when Desmond Ritter was – Actually throwing it around a little bit, saying, oh, the Desmond Ritter bandwagon looking good. Uh, and then he was horrible pretty much from that point on. Um, Detroit basically loaded up the box, forced him to throw, and he couldn't do very much. So this is a rough one for Desmond Ritter. Um, that's the big takeaway, I think, from this game. And Detroit, I think, is pretty good. I feel confident about where I put them in my power rankings uh, last week. They appear to fix their defense, man, because Atlanta's giving people problems even with Desmond Ritter's limits in the passing game, and uh, they shut him down. So that was an impressive game from the Detroit defense. Yeah, I was going to say, that game just had irony written all over it. A gross one in, uh, in our – if we were kids and we were talking about this game, it would probably be a gross one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it still turned out to be – still turned out to be gross. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, one second. All right, Jalen, on to the next one here. And this one, I know I enjoyed. This was a game you probably hated, and I thoroughly enjoyed, not most of the time, but the ending. Packers 18, Saints 17. And all the New Orleans Saints learned, if you're going to try to kill old Jordan Love, you better make sure he's dead. You better make sure, because if not, he'll come back to get you. 
I mean, that was a wild game. The Saints were die- – I that was the game I watched the most of because we actually had that on cable here. Um, I was flipping between that and a couple other games. Um, but, man, he was hor- – my Jordan Love bandwagon, my Jordan Love hype was looking so bad. He was horrible um, for most of the game. And then the fourth quarter, he got it going, and he was terrific. Led the comeback. Derek Carr obviously also got hurt, and Jameis couldn't really do anything once he came in. So that's part of it as well. Saints, I still think, are a pretty good team. Their defense is ridiculous. They also have a very good defense. But without his left tackle, without his best receiver, without his star running back, he got the job done. Matt LaFleur, also very smart, two-point conversion in that game. That helped the reason they won by the one point. So even though the Packers couldn't cover the point and a half that I needed them to as a lock, which was killer, because I would have had a winning week again, this was a huge win for them. I think this is a great win for the Packers and for Jordan Love to build his confidence kind of going forward, especially considering how bad it started. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one was this one was a heartbreaker for me, man. Not going to lie. Uh, Jameis came in and everything. I don't know if you should give more credit to the Packers or not, Colby. I would uh, I would hesitate there. The, the Saints were do, were cooking. The Packers couldn't do anything until their car went down. And that's when things started to change. Um, but I can't blame it on that injury right now. I was very disappointed in J-Mo because I thought he could finish the job. They missed the field goal and everything. And that turned out to be the killer. You know, they had good field position and Jordan Love. You know, I was thinking to, to to myself that he redeemed himself this time. He he set himself out to at least tie up his uh, game-winning drive record. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give him that, you know. <laughs> he did get his game-winning drive, but at the same time, you know, you have to remember it would have been a different situation maybe if they had to go the full length of the field. But he made great plays. Got to give him credit. He did make great plays. He, got the, he won with the situation in front of him. Um, like you said, he had no left, no tackle was start. His starting tackle was out, and he didn't have. I think was it Christian Watson, right? He still never so, had Watson. He still never played a game with his best receiver. I think he's back. Thursday. They're supposedly, supposedly like all coming back for this Detroit game Thursday. That's what they're. It's a saying. big game because supposed Dude, to be a big game. You have to remember what Detroit did. Shout out Thursday Night Football after it was in midseason form last week with Niners Giants actually giving us a really good match. Yeah, yeah, they were. That's a good way to put it. But um, for the Saints, man, this was a backbreaker, I feel like, for them because it's still a low-scoring game, and the moment their quarterback went out, they thought that the guy that's been in their system, at least I thought the guy that's been in their system could at least finish and get the job done with a quarter and a half remaining, if that. So, yeah, it – uh. I think that's, I don't know when Derek Carr got, went down. I yeah, just it think was it like was third the, quarter. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I was right. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, backbreaking for the Saints. Um, I have the same question for them, for the Falcons. You know, does this game make you drive off the Saints a little bit? And for me personally, probably not, actually. I think, uh, I think a full game of Derek Carr, we would have seen probably the Saints be a four, a three and O team still. So, no, I definitely. Be... Go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's surprising to say. You know, I did not expect that. You know, the Saints are definitely better than I thought just because their defense is very good because um, they were dominating, like, the whole first half. Their offense is not great. I mean, one of their touchdowns was also on a punt return. So, offensively, they only scored 10 points, really. But mm. um, they have playmakers. 
Derek Carr, uh, yeah, I still think the Saints will be fine. They'll be right in the mix for the South all year. Um, Derek Carr, it seems like he was able to avoid a serious in shoulder, like a long-term shoulder injury. He's going to miss next week, I think. But I don't. he's not out for the year or anything, which is good. Not sure how long exactly he'll be out, but should only be a couple weeks. Um, it's funny you mentioned the game-winning drive thing with Jordan Love. I didn't even think about that, really. But that was literally the exact opposite of the game he played in week two against Atlanta, where he was terrific. And then he was horrible at the end. This game, he was horrible most of the game, and then he was terrific at the end. So yeah. it's kind of a roller coaster, but it's entertaining. Um, he misses too many throws. He does have some misses that he's got to clean up. That's the big thing. He definitely has some misses, but he's he's got the upside is there because he moves. He's got a good arm. He he can make some really great plays. He, he misses a little too many. He's got to hone in on that. But quarterback plays very inconsistent all over the NFL. Um, so I, I like where the Packers are at with Jordan Love, but I do agree with you on the Saints. I think they're much better than I thought. I mean, he's a young quarterback, so you're going to get those ups and downs. Yeah. I'm just a guy that has to obviously bet that there's more downs than ups, you know, but it's been pretty, honestly, though, it's been pretty consistent, though, if you think about it. It's still, still consistent play out of Jordan Love. He's just, uh, when it matters most, last time he didn't, this time he did. He showed up. It'll be interesting. I can't wait for that. Th- Thursday's going to be a great episode because that's actually going to be a game I'll be interested in paying attention to while we're recording. Okay, next game, the record, near record. The Dolphins dropping 70 on the Broncos, 70 to 20. I mean, that was ridiculous. The Dolphins are just an absurd offense. They're doing stuff. They're just on a whole nother level than everyone else right now, offensively, um, with McDaniels and his play calling. And yeah, I was definitely wrong about the Dolphins. They're a juggernaut. So credit to you on being right about them. Um, I'm giving you that. I conceded that last week. Um, this was a wild thrashing. Um, so I don't have much more to say about that because it's just so ridiculous and absurd. So it's your state that you're in and your team that you've been on this year, the Dolphins. So I'll give you the floor on this one. Ah, yes. A beautiful lock of mine to, uh, to go through. Yeah, yeah, um, they certainly covered the six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I think it's the only lock that paid off, actually. Yeah, me. me and you were both um, one and two. It was a rough week. I should have been two and one, but the Packers couldn't win by two. They only won by one. Hey, that means the Saints upset. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, going to this Dolphins game, man. I want to really talk. I want to talk about the Broncos, and I know Christian's going to have a field day when he comes on here to talk about uh, the Sean Payton change that was supposed to happen. And it, I mean, you could say it has, but at the same time, this team honestly looks just about the same, if not worse, than last season. It's um. It's a bear. It's embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing for the Broncos. You don't see any. I did not see any gear out. Usually, you'll see the occasional, you know, person wear a Broncos shirt or something, you know, just because it was just lying around. I think uh, these first two days, I haven't seen a single. I haven't seen a shirt out. It's a. Uh, it's disappointment around here, man. It's just dismal. If anything, I'm pretty sure they even said it on one of the sh- talk shows. Don't worry, Denver fans, because I think you've said it too, Colby. The Nuggets are literally just a couple weeks away now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, literally, you're, you're right. We're right outside from the Nuggets coming right back into town. You got Jokic. You you can at least you got that beautiful man that's actually lasted throughout this whole background. Your background has not changed since. I'll give you that, Colby. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's also just me being lazy and not wanting to change it. But yeah. 
Hey man, Jokic is a legend. He's going to be the the main uh, hype that's coming into town here in the next couple of weeks. Everyone's probably going to start gearing their attention towards that. Probably the last thing Bronco fans want to hear. But uh, yeah, speaking of which, Dolphins things that people want to hear. Mike McDaniel's baby, round of applause. That was ridiculous. He should have gone for the record, though. I know he said he wanted to be class. Should have gone for the record. Should have kicked the field goal. Got the record. I agree. I actually think he should have. This is a modern day. Modern day football, you never know. You never know if that record could could you be tied any day, given day. If the Chiefs just decide to just let it rip one day or something, yeah. you know, you never know at this given rate. But it's still impressive, Dolphins. I mean, god damn, they were they were doing a segment where who which offense can compare to the Dolphins the most. And I mean, Mike McDaniel's man, it's almost copy for copy, word for word. How the 49ers run their offense, but you know, he just has the different better. stars there. Even better. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he actually has. I'm no offense to Debo, but I've said it once. They actually have a receiver playing receiver. <laughs> and they got I mean, it's a they say it's gonna be a track meet when you play the Dolphins. I used to hate that, but now it's so true. Yeah, it's like watching Ohio State play against the rest of the Big Ten. Oh god, I mean, not anymore. I, I, I gotta change that, that, that. That Michigan and Penn State, the rest of the Big Ten. I was about to say, we'll find out. I think think Ohio State plays uh, Penn State here soon, actually. So we'll find out. So back to real NFL news, though. Yeah, Dolphins, lace that ass. Yeah, no, that was save the great take by you. Really good. Yeah. Save, yeah, we'll save the fun. We'll save the the more of the bashing. I know Christian has a whole thing. He has a whole list of things to say for the Broncos. So as they gear up to play the Bears next week. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Um, yeah, Thursday's gonna be great. Okay, we'll get to your team in one second. Um, because I know that's a lot for you. Quickly, let's just do a really quick one here because uh this was uh lock. We kind of all thought there could be an upset here. Uh was not the case. Bills 37, Commanders three. I mean, that was a plastering, and I think that's a really humbling uh really kind of shows you the gap between the top of the NFL and kind of the middle teams. Um, Sam Howell, uh, wow. He's been pretty good this year and he was horrific. He threw four picks. He was atrocious. The bills just completely dominated this game. Hand up. Did not see that coming. Not surprised that they won, but the fact that they dominated, um, the bills are back. They're still gonna be one of the top teams in the AFC. I feel very good about where I put them in my power rankings now. And the commanders, um, they're probably around 500. I still think they have a lot of good pieces, but that was humbling considering how great the vibes have been in Washington. Uh, that is true. Uh, big humbling game for them. Uh, don't know. Was it still pouring rain, Colby? Out yeah, there? it was raining, but, you know, they yeah. both had to play. Four interceptions, man. That's You can't do that, if especially when you're playing against Josh Allen. Remember, yeah. we were saying that's – we thought Josh Allen would give you a couple, you <laughs> yeah. know, before you're giving away a few, bud. That's, uh, that's a lot. So – Nothing really to tally and back up there, especially since I was a guy that started a commander's receiver. Big mistake on my end. So I don't think anyone saw I, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. I thought it would at least be a closer game. And the commanders, they were held to zero for most of this game, weren't they? They they put up yeah, the three points like at the last minute. The yeah, sad field yeah. at the end. So, yeah. So this was uh I like what you said, though, to start this off is I think we're starting to see the distinction between middle tier teams and 
the upper tier teams, you know, I think we definitely saw that with this game and possibly even our Bucks Eagles game. Yeah. And I thought the Bucks did okay, but yeah, you're right. That was just it's just different. These top tier teams they just have such loaded rosters, it's just different. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it in Thursday, the Thursday game beforehand, you know, yeah. <laughs> where we were 49ers just pretty much put an end to that one, you know, real fast. Yeah. All right. Now we'll get to it. I mean, this was just a heartbreaker. Um, 28-24, Chargers over your Vikings. Um, the Kirk had a chance to win at the end and chosen that they decided not to spike it for some reason. That was baffling. I was watching that. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, this was a classic Chargers Vikings for both these teams. This was you knew it was gonna be a roller coaster thriller. Um man, I really thought the Vikings were gonna get this one. Um the Vikings, we'll talk about this on Thursday. They're in the finals to be my uh team that I can't pick right. Uh there's only them and one other team left. So oh, no. let me just give you the floor because I'm sorry, man. That was a rough that was a heartbreaker. Yeah, you know, you never want to hear that they're on the Colby's uh Colby's can't pick list either. That's just it's, not. Oh, it's not only them and one other team because I got a bunch right that I hadn't yet this week. But uh, hopefully that hopefully not only the Vikings, but we just fixed that all together. Uh, I mean, Cole, but I, I did give you guys, you know, all the all the signage and everything <laughs> on Thursday, and I still ended up talking myself into the Vikings. Um, man. It was a heartbreaker, bro. Uh, fumble that started off, I think, again. The game started off with a fumble right off the rip. Uh, and things just, it was just ugly. You know, it was just ugly in the end. You know, yeah, I'm pretty sure we fought back with a KJ Osborne touchdown and the Justin Jefferson touchdown. And it probably looked all so glamorous about how we were coming back. But I didn't believe in it one second, man. Especially even after Brandon Staley did the boneheaded move of giving us the ball within the 30. Oh, that was I, that was absurd. <laughs> yeah, so he literally gave us the ball within the 30 and still couldn't do it. I mean, I it, it's baffling, man. It, it was so hard. It was it, you just sit there and you literally just go whatever, you know. It, like I said, it's unlucky how the Vikings got all the wins last year, but the year before that they didn't. So now we're back onto the wave of where we don't. 0 and 3, you know, all these games that we've played have been so close and everything. It's disgusting. How, it's disgusting how these things are going. And yet, you know, Kirk Cousins doing great things. Justin Jefferson, I saw him when he got hurt for that brief moment and everyone cheered for him to get back up. I know for in my mind, I was thinking to myself, Colby's thing. I, I heard Colby's voice in my head this time, not Christian's. It was Colby's <laughs> and Colby's was saying, how soon do you start thinking about rookie quarterbacks, Jalen? How soon, you, how soon are you watching college football? Colby's voice is—they're sitting. Your voice is getting louder and louder each week with that question, Cole, because that's who I think of right now. Um, it's going to be tough to justify going forward. I'm really concerned just how we're going how we're going to do things going forward. The future is just so dark now. I mean, really, I'm really going to need. I say that just because of contracts, Cole. Not only because of the Justin Jefferson, his contracts do. We got to figure out what we're going to do with him. I mean, the way we're playing, does that explain that we should keep him? 
I mean, yeah. can we go with Kirk again? Like, what's going no. on? We haven't brought back Kirk. See, that's the question. That's what, Kirk's well, yeah. balling out. Give Jeff the problem. Bag and you let Kirk walk. But will he take the bag? You know, like, that's the thing. Yeah, everyone so, has a number, even if he is unhappy. Yeah, I would we'll see, man. not paying Kirk will allow you to pay Jefferson pretty much whatever you want. But yeah, I think, would you say sure. this is pretty certainly the way this is going, the last, the last ride for Kirk in Minnesota? I'd hate to say it, man, especially the way it's looking right now. I mean, it was going so well, and he's doing so good. You know, I don't know if it's going to be the last ride. I'd be honest with you. I can definitely see the Vikings bringing him back for maybe a year or two. I, I don't know how I feel about it personally, as long as long as during that decision, we agree that we have to get a quarterback during that time span, draft guy and develop. But yeah, it's uh, it's not looking great for the Kirk Cousins contract season. Besides the fact that he's throwing up good numbers, you know, that's the... That's the big caveat for him. He's just throwing up good numbers besides getting the dubs, and it stings. It's a classic cousin season. Yeah. Um, the good news is you got Carolina next week in an 0-3. All the 0-3 teams play each other next week, which is pretty funny. Hey, it's pretty fucked up, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are definitely, hey, for what it's worth, the Vikings are definitely the best 0-3 team, for sure. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll find out. We're gonna find out. Yeah, no, We're gonna yeah. find out. Oh, and three balls, we okay. Carolina. Then you'll definitely be hearing you. I'll, I'll go more in depth on this on Thursday, but you'll definitely be hearing from me. Okay, all right. Try to speed through some of these. The la- the rest of these two more one o'clocks, and then we'll get to all the late stuff. Um, we'll spend a little time on this one and then really hit the speed round. My biggest takeaway from this weekend of all the games of everything. The last two weeks, really, cumulatively. C.J. Stroud is that guy. He is easily, I liked him the best of any quarterback prospect, but the Ohio State stuff, someone worried me. No, he's he's the guy. The Ohio State quarterback thing, it's broken. Three games in, you can see it. He was terrific. They beat crushed Jacksonville 37-17 in Jacksonville in a stunner. They continue to own the Jags. I mean, he's missing, like, his whole line. He has some interesting young receivers. It's definitely some weapons, but not terrific. And he he still hasn't thrown a pick. He's phenomenal. I mean, he's much better than I thought he would be right out of the gate. Um, so yeah, he should have been the number one pick. <laughs> he's uh he he looks just he's got everything. He's confident, he throws it, he can move well enough. Um he he's lights out. So that's my big take biggest takeaway of anything this weekend is that CJ the Texans. Congrats to them. They have a franchise quarterback. Oh, giving them the franchise tag. Okay. Oh, yeah. Three, three games in, I've seen enough. It, it's just like, you, especially like, look around at like some of the quarterbacks in this league that are young that like we think could still maybe be good, but even they've been in the league a year or two. I mean, he's. You like him more than Ritter, huh? Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I'm looking at the list right now. Like, it's Ritter, Love. Do you like him yeah. more than Love? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's right. playing with like no alignment. He has no yeah. blocking, and they can't run the ball. And he yeah, I that. agree with that. I agree with that. You own Jacksonville, so, but still, I mean, I don't think any of us thought they were going to win this game, and they boat raced him. I did take the Texans plus eight and a half. Uh, I didn't think they'd win by twenty, but yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, talk about a beatdown, man. I mean, I was surprised. I was so. 
utterly disappointed. I feel like this is the main this game was probably the main reason why I lost my fantasy game. I mean, I had Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence, and Damian Pierce was on my bench. So, and this was the one week he, of course, scored his touchdown. It would have only given me, I think, if I remember my math correctly, like only a six-point difference from what my one of my running backs did. But still, tells you how bad my team did. But still, uh man, complete. I think this one is the bigger shock to me, Colby. Like the commanders, I was deep down. Oh, I, I really wanted to believe, you know, I really wanted to believe that they can do it, but they obviously didn't. But when I saw the Texans pull away and then automatically respond with a touchdown of their own too, I forgot how it was, but they just came out and just scored right away. And it just put said, nah, y'all ain't coming back in this game. That was that. I mean, Texans, you got to give them credit, man. They've been fighting in all these games too, just like the Cardinals and the Colts. So, I mean, three teams that we've been sleeping on, all three of them playing very competitive football these first three weeks. Yeah, man, it's a mess down there in the AFC South, but they are scrappy. Certainly a lot of scrap. Um, Last thing on this, how concerned are you about the Jags, the way things have been going the last two weeks? This is our team. Oh, very. I think they'll still – I still like them in the division. I think they'll get right, but definitely concerning. Uh, a lot of concerns the last couple of weeks, especially with the defense. And I mean, Trevor wasn't horrible in this game, but like the offense doesn't look like we thought it would either. So it's hitting some bumps, especially after a great start. It's it's hitting some bumps. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been very concerning, almost to the point where I'm I'm almost I'm very close to stepping away from him, Colby. From I might have to resign that take. Almost the only thing backing me up now is giving me hope is the fact that. They are going to London. Remember, they are back, a great London great team. Un- yeah. Back to back so they got with their vacation home. Yes. So hopefully, hopefully they can live up to that reputation at London. <laughs> and but right now it's a tough it's gonna be a tough ask when you have the Falcons playing the way they play, where it's just a run heavy, consistent game of football. Who knows what you're gonna get out of the quarterback, but you know where you're gonna get from everyone else. Yeah. Now Falcons are not an easy, not an easy out. That's gonna be a good one. Um, all right, last one o'clock game, and then we'll really the four o'clock game sucked, so we can fly through those. Uh, Colts 22, Ravens 19. I mean, I can't imagine what Christian was going through. I didn't watch this game until overtime, uh, and then the overtime was wild. The Matt Gay game, Minshew Mania, he got the win. He also Orlovskied and looked like he lost them the game because he did the Orlovsky, uh, but they got the chance because they stopped Lamar. Um, Colts are two and one, man. Uh, my two big takeaways from this one, the Ravens offense, I think, mm, hitting some bumps. There may be some snags there. I still think they're a good team, but the AFC North is just going to be a brutal war. And my biggest takeaway for the Colts, who are two and one, as bad as I think thought they were going to be this year, I still don't think they're great. Um, but I think early returns for Shane Steichen, phenomenal. Um, he, he looks like a terrific coach. Yeah, great start to his uh coaching career, man. Two and one. I mean, <clears throat> him and Gannon, both big weeks for him, man. Yeah. Um, both of them. So Martin, what what else to say though is Minshew Mania, Colby. You said it. He gave up the Arlovsky play, still came through. I mean, ugly win, but that's Minshew for you right there, folks. It's not gonna be pretty at all. <laughs> I'm just betting on the name at this point, folks. I mean, I think he only had, what, three, four wins as a starter in Jacksonville? Not that many. Which was the main reason why they got Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yeah, Gardner, man, it, it, I'm glad that he won this game. Uh, only person on this podcast to pick the Colts that day, by the way. You're right um, about that. Yeah, I was about to say, really proud of that pick and uh, backing down and double downing on Minshew Mania, man. So for the Ravens, I mean, your offense, like you said, Colt, their offense was stunned at moments where it looked like it stuttered. I mean, yes, Tucker missed a field goal, but still your offense cannot. And also, I'm pretty sure Christian's going to mention this on Thursday. Refs probably got – I know he's going to mention the refs in this game. But your offense was probably, in my opinion, your offense was supposed to be a lot better than their defense. And some growing pains is a nice way to put it, Colby. Yeah. No, no, it's going to be, they got Cleveland next week. That is going to be, I can't wait to watch that game. Um, An ankle bite. All right. Into the, Cleveland's probably favored, I think. I don't know where it is, actually. I don't know who's going to be favored. Um, All right. The three, four o'clock games. Um, I petitioned that we just, I know I made the joke about Taylor Swift. I just said the Taylor Swift thing at the beginning. I petitioned. I don't even think we need to talk about the Chiefs Bears. I mean, unless you do, because, I mean, it's what do you expect? It's the rating dynasty against the biggest clown show in the league. Um, they just demoralized. They could have They could have won. The, they could have gotten 70 if they wanted to. So this was a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we need to talk about that game anymore, if you're good with that, because that was just horrific. Yes, uh, sorry, Bears. That was that was a rough one. I get, I guarantee you, it was. But they probably knew going in, expectations were low. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seahawks thirty-seven, Panthers twenty-seven. Seattle right back on the horse after that wonky Week One game. You know what? Maybe that was just a fluke because they looked, their offenses looked fantastic the last two weeks, and I know the Panthers are bad. Um, they managed twenty-seven with Andy Dalton. That's he was better than Bryce Young has been. Um, maybe you leave Bryce Bryce Young. Probably, I'm guessing they're going to leave him out one more week. I'm not sure. Um, Seattle's offense is humming, man. Gino, very good. The second week in a row after that horrible start. Um, Seattle's pretty good. I think that that might have just we might look back at that, especially after the Rams, how they looked against Cincinnati, which we'll get to briefly. And maybe that was just kind of a weird, fluky week one game. We'll see how they continue to do down the stretch, but. Seattle appears to be back uh, humming on all cylinders, at least offensively. They don't really have a pass rush, which is a big concern because um, they've kind of – I mean, their offense, their defense has actually kind of gotten carved up in every game. So that would be my concern with them, but their offense is lights out. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> surprising too. I, I was surprised that both these quarterbacks put up points, man. That, that's probably the more surprising thing. Christian's going to have to probably bear one more weekend of Andy Dalton being on our TV screens. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we're all going to have to bear one more week of it. But um, for Geno Smith, man, this was a great game for him. Uh, back at two and one, like you said, maybe the first game was a fluke. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to probably call off on the Seahawks yet. I don't want to I don't want to give them too much hype. I do want to recognize that they are playing good football where we expected them to be playing. But like you said, my main concern is this defense. Remember, they had all these studs. They even brought back uh, Bobby Wagner to help out with this defense and help, you know, be the vet to guide these young players. And the defense is still struggling. So 
I'm going to, especially when you get carved up by Andy Dalton, and then it was what, Jared Goff, and even though they won the, these games, and then the first week was... Stafford and the Rams. Yeah, Stafford and the Rams, which kicked off a whole other thing. Puka Nakua. Yeah, it kicked off Puka Nakua. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Seattle, man, great win. And then for the Panthers, only other thing I want to say really is Adam Thielen, man, teaching those uh, no-name receivers. Yeah, teaching the no-name receivers how to be gritty and how to get it going and get it done. Are you worried about an Adam Thielen revenge game next week? A little bit, not going to lie, <laughs> a little bit. Have him on the waiver wire. Have him on the waiver wire. I'm, I'm already looking. If Andy Dalton's playing, probably. No. All right. It's going to be a fun one. Okay, last 4 o'clock game, the upset of the century. The Arizona Cardinals, 28. The Cowboys, 16. The Arizona Cardinals are not the worst team in the NFL, contrary to what we've all believed going into this season. They are certainly not the worst team. They're they're co- Gannon is very impressive. They fought hard in all these games. They're 3-0 against the spread. They, by the way, are the other team that have picked every game wrong. So it's down to them and the Vikings. Um, Josh Dobbs was really good uh, as we hit the 10-minute warning here. Um they ran the ball terrifically. I love how they use Rondale Moore and Dallas. Dak kind of fell apart. The Trayvon Diggs injury hurt him. This was a, a stunning upset. Great win for the cards. What, what a win. Trap game cards, man. I can't believe that meme that I sent in our group chat actually paid off. Uh, it's amazing, amazing how things go any given Sunday, right? So for the Cowboys, is the hype train going off, a little, off the train a little bit? Yeah, hopefully it cooled off for you guys. And hopefully you get your footing behind you. You're still a great, you're still probably a playoff team, you know, because oh, like I said, so it's any given Sunday, you know, but it's a good win for John Gannon and his guys. I mean, I, I hope to not see another 12, 12 and a half line on the cards for at least a couple of weeks, you know, just given how they performed and how they've been playing. They've been fighting and making these games or, try, you know, they've been playing good football recently and they finally been awarded a win. I mean, Remember, we were making fun of him at the beginning with all these awkward memes coming out and all that. It's, hey, it, it, they, these, these players are buying into this awkward guy. It's funny. Let Murr, let Murr coach these guys. And if anyone doesn't know Murr, it's a practical jer- Joker's record. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. That's funny. Um, Man, okay. Now the Cardinals fighting very hard. Kyler Murray maybe will play this year. They might not be completely dead when he gets back we'll see yeah he was Um, on the sideline that's right so that's interesting okay the night games we got about eight minutes here so we'll try to speed through these definitely spend more time on this one the Steelers 23 the Raiders 18 um in what was such a weird game because at the beginning I was like oh gosh this is another ugly one then the Steelers kind of dominated most of the game uh from like the second quarter to like early in the fourth and then the Raiders almost came back and won had a chance to win and McDaniels did his idiotic not going for the touchdown being down eight which was just bizarre but whatever we'll take it uh TJ Watt the defense was awesome they picked off Jimmy G three times um I'll just say quick my I mean my biggest thing I was happiest about the offense turns out when there wasn't incredible by any stretch but when they were playing not one of the top five defenses of the league they looked Fairly competent. Uh, Pickett was good. Had his first two-touchdown pass game. And if you look at the numbers, Jalen, Kenny Pickett has the best numbers of all the AFC North quarterbacks right now for three weeks. You can you can check that. You can look that up. 
anyone listens to this podcast through three weeks, he has the best numbers. Um, just just go look it up. It's not saying he's been incredible, but this is a I was very happy with what I saw from Kenny. And he was running a little bit more, which I think they need to use more of his him moving. So I was satisfied. This wasn't the just agony up and down craziness of the Browns win. They felt feeling better about them, even though the Raiders I don't think are very good. Yeah, it pains me that I have to do a shortened version of this after you said that. I mean, when you consider the field, Colby, especially especially if you consider the field and just how they perform during these some of these teams. For example, I want to just just throw out the Ravens real quick. I mean, they played what the Texans and like they their opponent schedule hasn't been incredible. Colts and their offense has been struggling. I mean, you guys played the 49ers, which is a reasonable excuse. So not to pat you on the back for such a solid take there, Colby, which is, it is a good one. Or uh, 10 more points than anyone else has on the Browns, too. There you go. Um, I was about to say, Browns, Ravens are going to be a really good game. Um, so going to this one, those Steelers, Raiders, quickly. Uh, yeah, impressive from the Steelers. Defense locked down. Uh, Jimmy G had a mountain of a, of a fight. He had a mountain in front of him to climb in this game. And it was just too much, man. Uh, he was just getting chased around, thrown around. It was it was tough for Jimmy. He could only find one person out there, and it was Devontae Adams. It was, impre- it was impressive to see Devontae go off, but it just wasn't enough. I did pick the Raiders. That's why I'm saying it like this. And of <laughs> course, the Steelers, great game. Um, I love seeing Jalen Warren get the ball. Please to keep doing that. Keep yeah, throwing yeah, it. Right? Keep being like, exciting, Matt yeah. Canada. Please. <laughs> They like that's what I want to see. I want to see that. This that was like 50% of what I want, uh, maybe 75%. I know you're afraid to hit that hundred. So let's say this is 75%, Matt Canada. Let's let's crank it up to let's let's see, let's see what 100 looks like. Next I week. was I was talking to I can't remember who I was talking to about it. It's one of my co workers today. <laughs> um, or maybe it was yesterday because it was right after the game. But it's like there's literally not one single thing that Najee Harris does better than Jalen Warren. Jalen Ward is a better receiver. He's a better runner. He's a better pass protector. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, there's literally not one single thing Najee's better at other than he's just bigger. Um, and also, Devontae Adams already unhappy. Oh, shout out. He's not loving it. Yeah. Nah. All right, Monday night doubleheader. we got four minutes here, so we'll just be very brief. Eagles, Tampa, sloppy game in the rain. Eagles win 25-11. And then the Bengals squeaked out a win over the Rams, 19-16. Um, it's a tough one for our boy Bake, but I don't put that on him. Their O-line was just completely overwhelmed by the Eagles' front. Hurts was not great. It was just kind of a sloppy game, but the Eagles just keep winning because they're just so dominant on the offensive and defensive lines. I still think Tampa's decent, solid. Um, we'll see how they go the rest of the way. But their O-line was completely overmatched. Um, and then my big takeaway from the other one, and then if you just want to do both years after, the Rams offense, maybe we may need to slow down on the Rams offense because they were completely outmatched by the Bengals defense. Joe Burrow is still not right at all. He did end up playing, um, but they they did enough to win. Um, I think this game to me is more about the Rams, though. Maybe that, like I said, because of how they played and how Seattle's looked, Maybe that week they were impressive against San Fran. Week one, maybe a little fluky though. All right. Uh, so yeah, quickly my Monday night synopsis, I guess you can say. Um, <laughs> for the Eagles Bucks, what I what I really wanted to take away from was it's so 
predictable watching the Eagles. I hate it. They're turning into the Patriots where you know what's coming and it's so annoying. And the Bucks on their side, I mean, you were correct. Their O-line, Baker was just getting hassled. All He was just like the previous game that we were just talking about, Jimmy G. He was just getting chased around. And whenever they ran the ball, it was just not going anywhere most of the time. And it was electric to see him throw it to Mike Evans on prime time and try and make a comeback. But you just knew with the Eagles, that wasn't happening. They're just going to run the clock. Um, Rams, Bengals, I wanted to say I agree. Cool off on the Rams a little bit. I definitely cool off Bengals. I know people are saying, are they back? Are they back? Is this the Bengals that are revived? Blah, blah, blah. No, no. <laughs> I think this is just a pause for, I mean, the Rams, I think this was just a pause for the Rams, in my opinion. Uh, they This was a game, if they had Cooper Cup, I think they probably would have had him. I think they would have had him if they had Cooper Cup, it looked like. I mean, one more playmaker probably would have took him out. It would have been enough for the Rams. So... This game was a push, though, so I'm not too upset on that game. <laughs> and then Colby, as we hit the two-minute warning, baby, a great, great way to wrap up this episode, as always. It's our final thoughts. Man, that was Take a, it away. Thank you. That was a phenomenal speed speed round to finish out there by us. Okay, my final thought. Um, going back to the WNBA, actually, second round, New York Liberty in a war with Connecticut Sun right now. I'll just say quickly, I hope the Liberty win the whole thing because they're the most lit team. Brianna Storr just won the MVP, and my current favorite WNBA player, not that I watch a ton of it, to be honest with you, but like that from what I've seen, Sabrina Ionesca, she's sick. Uh, she's a highlight reel. They're both on the Liberty. So I hope they win the whole thing. Uh, they're trying to tie up the series right now. Yeah, and Sabrina, she even came out with a quote not too long ago saying that this is the best basketball New York has ever seen. As they're about to get it. As I thought she just said they were the best team in New York. I don't know if she oh. said it's ever seen, which she's oh, right about. Never them. mind. Best team in New York. There we go. I mean, if they get a championship, I mean, maybe. Already know. Best team in New York. But continue. Go ahead with yours. All right. My final thoughts. I'm going to take this over to my fantasy, a little personal here. <laughs> look, guys, uh, look, it's not looking great, folks, on my fantasy league. It's one of the reasons why I regret coming onto the show and saying how poorly I've done, but don't worry. I've started poor last season. I'm pretty sure I came on here and spoken of my team in poor ways, but they're going to rally back. Like we always do. We'll rally back. And just like we always do, hopefully this was some good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJ JC show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.